Okay, so this is the first official podcast after the broadcast where I don't have to you know, follow the FCC rules or the FDA. You and I are just gonna talk very openly about what's up and what's really going on behind the mm -hmm. scenes. So you are, or were, a registered dietitian. This is huge. You have made history as a woman uh, and I'm just so proud of you for having the guts to do it. So I want you to just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself yeah. and how your history basically and, and where you are right now because it is an incredible story. Thank incredible. You. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm excited to share with your listeners. Um, so for the past 10 years, I've been helping tens of thousands of women lose weight and keep it off. And my team and I have, we have a group coaching program called Rule Breakers. Where and we a great at, book. Yeah, and a number one international best-selling book called Why Am I Still Fat? Right. <laughs> um, the subtitle is actually The Hidden Keys to Unlocking That Stubborn Weight Loss because there's so many hidden keys or missing components that a lot of dietitians and healthcare practitioners don't look at. Um, you know, things like sleep and stress and hormones right. and thyroid. And the reason why our programs have been so successful is because we don't just talk about food. You know, even as dietitians, we weren't just talking about food and exercise and the whole calories in, calories out thing. Because, you know, Bernadette, most women that have tried that know that right. it only works short term. Well, and you're really young, so I have to ask you, what, when did this all start? When did you become obsessed with the, with the diet, mm -hmm. the human diet? Yeah, so, so I'm in my 30s, just for the record. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but about, you know, when I was in dietitian school, so, you know, over 10 years ago, I was following the low-fat, low-calorie, exercise like a maniac, all of these things that we were being taught in school. Right. And I started gaining weight. And this was huge for me because yeah. it was really confusing. So I was following all the quote unquote rules that I was being taught. I was eating like those little snack pack, you know, oh, 100 yeah. calorie packs, like they were going yeah, out of keep style. Your, keep your furnace burning and oh, all yeah, that. Oh yeah, not eating any fat, you know, counting calories, all that kind of stuff. And it was so confusing for me because my weight just continued to creep up. And I thought, but I'm doing everything right. You know, what's wrong with me? And then about the same time, when I was in dietitian school, it was my last year in school, my dad ended up in the hospital for a really unexpected major heart surgery. Oh, and wow. he'd been the picture of health. He was running a race, he was eating low fat, low calorie, just like I was. Right. And it didn't make any sense to me. Here he was on this operating table and he'd been following all the same quote unquote rules that I had. So that's so kind of what started that when, passion. Yeah, that's when I really started. Well, actually, I was in the hospital room with him, and the dietitian came in at the hospital, and oh. she told him. You know what she told him? She said, um, you know, you got to eat low fat. You got to eat low calorie. Don't look at a stick of butter. Don't even, you know, don't even wow. look at a piece of bacon. And she said, make sure you exercise. Stay away from sugar. And he said, well, I'm already doing all those things. <laughs> and she said, okay, keep doing it. <laughs> and I said, well, that's what landed him on your operating table in the first place. So this was all just very confusing to me because I was getting this, you know, I was getting these dietitian credentials. I was ready to go change the world. Right. And all these things I was being taught, they weren't working for me. They weren't working for my dad. So something was wrong here. So that's when I started the exploration of trying to figure out what was what was going on behind the scenes. Well, and uh, you know, the American uh, Dietitian Association is a very powerful organization, uh, just like the American Medical Association, mm -hmm. and they have guidelines that you have to adhere by. And so yes. you went against the grain, you went off-road on them and got called out on it. Tell I us did. about that experience. I did. Well, from the very beginning, you know, once I was digging into this research, I realized that a lot of the things I was being taught in school was basically based on dusty old textbooks from like the 1960s and 1970s. So the things, you know, like low fat and low calorie and exercise, 
you know, exercise your tail off. There's so much more to metabolism and to weight loss than that. So that's when I really started learning about, you know, hormones play a big role and thyroid plays a big role and you want to make sure you're sleeping enough and taking the right supplements and stress factors. And so, so once I like looked at all of these things, that's actually what um, helped all of our clients that we worked with lose weight and keep it off because we were looking at the big picture. And that's, right. you know, why my book focuses on all these hidden keys um, for unlocking that stubborn weight loss. So for me, from the very beginning, it just didn't really make sense what I was being taught in school. And I, and I will say, I remember when I went to the first annual food and nutrition conference. This is like the big, you know, once a year meeting for dietitians. And it was in Chicago. And when I walked in, I saw that McDonald's was handing out these little fruit and yogurt parfaits. Oh, no. And I saw that Coca-Cola was handing out diet, like little, the mini cans of wow. Diet Coke. And the thing is, like all of the presentations there were for us to get our continuing education credits. They were sponsored by, by McDonald's, McDonald's and Coca-Cola and Pepsi and General Mills and all these huge companies. Right. And I just thought, what is up with that? So it's kind of like from the beginning, it didn't make sense to me. Right. So I did go against the grain from the beginning. Yeah. And about um, just a few years into my career, I got served with some papers from the Minnesota Board of Nutrition and Dietetics saying that I had to stop my approach, that I couldn't keep doing what I was doing. And or stay that, a member. Of well, the, yeah, right. or I was going to lose, my, lose license. My, my license. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I fought for it, right? I said, well, <laughs> what I'm doing is working. The reason I've been able to help so many people is because I bucked these very rules right. that you're telling me to teach. And as I'm interviewing her, I'm looking at her <laughs> finely defined arms, uh, and her veins are, are, are like, so evident because she's obvious she's just so fit I can't even tell you how healthy this girl is thank you well picture me 25 pounds heavier because when I was following all these rules that I thought were healthy that's what happened is I'd gained 20 25 pounds yeah and then the interesting thing was to lose the weight I didn't even have to try that hard I had to just stop counting calories and stop eating the low fat and start focusing on rest and the right types of exercise. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It was almost like this common sense stuff that I was like trying so hard and I was gaining weight. So that's the really cool thing that we find with our coaching clients is that they say it's actually not hard. It's just looking at and addressing all the different components that need to be looked at when it comes to like the whole body assessment yeah. and weight loss and health and metabolism. So... That's what happened. So they served me with these papers saying I couldn't keep doing what I was doing. And I said, well, I'm not doing anything wrong because in my heart of hearts, I knew I wasn't. Absolutely. But I wasn't teaching what they wanted me to teach. So this battle went on for five and a half years. Wow. And I didn't lose my license, but there came a point where I realized how much of my energy was being drained and how much, how much time and attention and, and, you know, lawyer fees too were being put into trying to keep this license keep that the, didn't even fight. align right. with what I believe to be true anyway. Yeah. And so what did you do? I kissed it goodbye. <laughs> you walked away. Yeah, I, I did. freaking love it. Just I absolutely did. love it that you had the guts to do that. And here we are at Paleo FX at the Paleo Magazine booth yeah. that's been gracious enough to let us hang out over here again and talk to uh, amazing uh, featured experts like yourself that are featured in the magazine. That's how we met. And all these like-minded people uh, that are a part of this tribe, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we interviewed Michelle Norris this morning, the yeah. CEO and founder. What an amazing experience that was to, to sit down with her and speak with her so candidly mm -hmm. and understand the true spirit mm -hmm. behind the whole, like, you know, alternative health movement, the Paleo right. FX uh, movement, um, about getting people back to the basics of, of, of just true health. 
all you know both yeah. body mind and spirit and it's just it's been just a wonderful experience and I'm yeah. so honored to have you uh, such a trailblazer thank you um, as our you know the opening uh, podcast after the broadcast I think this is so it's just so it's serendipitous is what it is <laughs> it really is what an amazing time we've had here yeah what do you want people to know about like what's what's the number one thing you think that holds people back just not having the knowledge mm. not being able to open their mind what is it I think a big part of it is that we've been brainwashed for so long to believe a certain thing. Well, yeah. You know? Well, and you trust that the government's got your back. Right. I mean, the whole Ansel Keys, you know what I'm talking about, John Yutkin? The, the infamous book that was written, uh, The Death of Sugar, or that you're, I can't remember oh, the right The Food now. Pyramid? I'll find right. it okay. uh, in my okay. head. I'll pull okay. it back up. We were yeah. just talking about it uh, last week. And uh, Max Lugavere was on the show last yeah, week. And I heard great. he's here. Mm -hmm. We're going to try to find him here in a little bit. Um, what an amazing guy he is, you know, like yeah. you, a trailblazer. Well, there's so many people, and especially at this conference, Paleo Facts. I mean, you're seeing all of these people who are focused on, like you said, the mind, body, spirit, the whole picture of health. And the problem is we were taught for so long it was just about a couple things. Calories, right? right. Like burn more than you take in and you'll lose weight. And if not, you'll gain weight. And I think the, I think that's the biggest problem is unbrainwashing ourselves from that. So even when we, when we work with our clients in our um, group coaching program, it can be hard, even if they understand that fat is good for their metabolism, it's hard to, it can be hard to eat fat when you've been avoiding it for so long. And it right. can be really challenging to eat more calories when you've been restricting and restricting. That's what you've been doing. Right. But isn't the definition of insanity, like doing it the is. same thing over and over right. again and getting expecting different results? Well, I remember, um, and like you, you know, after my second baby, too, I had a little trouble losing weight. But I was yeah. doing all the same things that right. you talked about that we've been all brainwashed to believe yes. and I couldn't lose the weight to save my life yeah you know and I was on the treadmill and on the what do you call it uh, those the elliptical, the elliptical. And, yeah. <laughs> like I couldn't even remember they're so antiquated they're like a dinosaur machine but <laughs> but, but we don't need to do that we need to be out no. in the sunshine we need right. to be lifting things heavy and every day to our bodies yeah. and, and, and it can be easy to hear this I mean some people might be listening to this saying okay well that's not gonna work for me you know how am I gonna eat more and eat more fat and more calories and I think so the great thing, what we tell potential you know, clients who are thinking about doing this is, number one, just like read the testimonials. I mean, we've had thousands of women do this and go through our program who said I would never be able to do that. But then also, it's like tapping into your own intuition and like, does it really make sense that if I deprive my body of what it needs, that it's gonna work better for me? Like your metabolism, you know, it's like a fire. You want to throw logs, throw wood into the fire to make it burn. Right. Well, your metabolism works like that too. And if you're not, if you're just taking away all the all the wood, the fire is not going to burn. So basically, if you're restricting your body and starving it, it's not going to work for you. What do you think about intermittent fasting? That is such a good question. So <laughs> I think uh, because you do have, you it's, do restrict it's, it's a tricky for a few one. hours anyway. Well, I mean, we all intermittent fast for yeah. at least eight hours a night, well, right? Yeah, we're we sleeping. Sleep. Yeah, hopefully so for women, hours. it's tricky because, yeah, hopefully at least yeah. eight, right? Maybe. Um, for women, it's tricky because it can interfere with hormonal balance. And most of the women that we've worked with, um, they've got this history of like yo-yo dieting and they're not really yeah. in tune with like their hunger and their full sensors. So it can really throw your body off. I think if your body's in a really stable, healthy place, it can be beneficial. But with most women I work with, we're trying to get them to a stable place so that their metabolism start working right again and they can lose the weight and keep it off. So intermittent fasting isn't something we implement, but I've heard that it can be really beneficial for people. Yeah, I know a, a lot of guys uh, that are on the show do it. Yes. A guy Mesger. A lot of guys uh, do it. Six-time world champion, <laughs> uh, fighter. He's yeah. such a nice guy. Um, so, so what types of exercises are best mm. for fat burning and metabolism boosting? 
I think this is such a surprise for a lot of people because for so long we thought we got to do those hamster wheel yep. elliptical treadmill yep. workouts just like you were talking yep. about and really the kinds that are the best for your metabolism are the kinds that get your heart rate up and then down like really quickly those up are kind down. of the interval workouts the hit training yeah the hit the high intensity interval training more like the crossfit style workouts tabata workouts things like that and they don't require great lengths of time which is great because I think a lot of people are used to giving themselves gold stars for putting in like an hour, hour and a half at the gym on these, you know, on these machines. But really, all you need is 15 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes to do these quick workouts to get your metabolism boosted. Yeah, and you don't have to work out every single no, day. No, you, you don't do want well to. On the days that you do, the HIIT yes. training has been very effective for me as well. Yeah. Um, you know, okay, so we're here at the Paleo FX, but there's been a movement going on where you see more and more keto, and mm -hmm. you know, some of the sponsors are keto companies. Right. Uh, Paleo Magazine has had um, several keto articles uh, recently. What do you think, as a former uh, dietitian, <laughs> which is a good thing it's a former, uh, about the ketogenic diet. I'm just curious what your thoughts are on it. Yeah. For me, I, I, don't, I don't see it as a long-term like diet that you can be on for years and years, although a lot of people have done mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have, and you know, I've never tried it, so it's, it's a little hard to speak about with that, and also knowing there's not a ton of long-term research on it either Yeah, for people that have been on it for a long time. For epilepsy, kind of, chronic yeah. disease, cancer. So when I used to work as a dietitian clinically in the hospital, we used the ketogenic diet for kids that had seizures, right. but we would never put them on it for more than a year because it would stunt their growth and there were other side effects with it. Okay. So. It's interesting because that was when I was first introduced to the ketogenic diet. Now people are doing it for health benefits, for feeling great, and their brains weight are thinking clear and weight loss. Uh, weight loss, yeah. uh, fighting uh, metabolic syndrome, right? Uh, you know, can different types of cancer, right? Uh, and so, yeah, and so it's 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 on the come for sure. We've yes, been talking it about is. it on the air for years with guys like Sean Wells, yeah. Ryan Lowry, who right. you're friends with. Yeah, I just saw him They're, yesterday. Yep. Uh, yeah, and Daniel Tag, he mm -hmm. opened the show with us, did it live here yesterday. You know, all fine men uh, that are that are very much keto guys. Right, it's right. So I'm not opposed to it. I, I mean, the one other thing I think about with women is the hormonal balance. And I think that there's a potential for that being thrown off if you're not doing it really, really well. Men don't seem to have those same types of issues when it comes to that type of yeah. stuff. Their bodies seem a lot more They're resilient. Yeah, but they, they are. They don't make babies either. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, we're more complicated. Yeah, we are. And that's not a bad thing. No, that's not a bad thing. It isn't. Um, yeah. But, uh, and you know what? What you said about rest, I think, is really important, too, because people that have been trying so hard to lose weight, a lot of times they're not really kind to their bodies. You know, they're not respecting their bodies. They're not giving them the rest that they need. And well, I think people take their health for granted, right. especially when they're younger. You know, um, and I think college students, my gosh, yeah. we need so much education on college campuses. Mm -hmm. You know, these kids go off to school and their first year they gain 15 pounds. They're drinking all the time. Mm -hmm. They're not sleeping. Yeah. And it's just not a good lifestyle. Right. Right. And I don't think it's necessary. I think we maybe you could start that movement and educate <laughs> our, our young college students all over this country. I think it is all about the lifestyle, though. It's all about finding that balance because that's the tricky thing is that, you know, diets, you can't be on a diet forever. You're going to have to eat again at some point. Yeah. And that's why they don't work because then once when you're starving your body, sure, you'll lose weight. But then when you eat again, you're going to gain it all back because your body doesn't trust you. So right. it's trying to build up its fat stores for the next time you diet. Well, and when you're eating good quality food, okay, mm -hmm. when you're satiated, like, okay, so I'm, I'm thinking, what is the name of that uh, muffin company that we were at you, uh, earlier? We'll find out here in just a yeah. second. Um, uh, we're doing this live at the Paleo yeah, FX. Yeah, it's fun to do it live. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is awesome. It really is. I'm so honored to have you as the first 
uh, podcast after the broadcast. Yeah. It's exciting. Um, so, um, okay, swoozies. Clean, delicious, mindful, made without grain, gluten, dairy, peanuts, and soy. Uh, why clean? Why delicious? Why mm -hmm. mindful? The reason I'm bringing this up mm -hmm. is it was so delicious. I was so satisfied. I'm not hungry at all right now. I feel good. I have fueled my body yeah. with good ingredients that are good for me. And mm -hmm. that's so important. It's so important. So I had a really bad sugar addiction for a while. And I know a lot of women struggle yeah, with they this, do. intense sugar cravings. Yes. And one of the biggest things, it was just a game changer for me, was adding in more fat. So adding in more healthy fat helps to balance your blood sugar levels. And when your blood sugars crash is when you crave sugar. And a lot of times when or we're bread. dieting, yeah, sugar. And <laughs> Same you know, thing. sugar, I'm actually talking about all those carbs, carbohydrates, bread and potato greens chips. and potato chips. And that's so interesting because a lot of people don't realize that when they're having a craving for potato chips, it's really a sugar craving. Yeah. Yep. You know, and some people say, well, I don't crave sweets. I just crave salty things. Well, you're craving sugar because it all turns to sugar in your body. And when we're dieting, we eat a lot of those, you know, low fat and the granola bars and the right. 100 calorie snack packs. It's all carbs. So what happens is your blood sugar levels go up, they spike, and then, you know, anything that goes up must come down. So they crash. And that's when you crave. And your brain is so smart that when you crave sugar or that when your blood sugars are low, it knows it needs sugar. So you crave sugar. So it's like this vicious cycle that we get into. And in order to prevent that, if you add in fat, like even just a couple tablespoons, like ha if you're having a, I don't know, half a banana, have a couple tablespoons of peanut butter with right, it. Right, you told me that on the air. Remember when I went oh off gosh. on the Pop-Tart? When it was, yeah. it, was, it was an organic Pop-Tart. I don't remember the name of the brand, but remember when you were on the air yeah. last time? And you said, well, I should have grabbed a couple of pieces of peanut butter. Yeah, just but like I felt so spoonful. guilty for even going. For, and it was, you know, right. I, we remember it was like at right. midnight or something. But, you know. And I think it's the brainwashing thing. It's hard for our, our yes. brains to, like, wrap our minds around fat. more fat yeah, to fat lose fat. Right. right. Fat doesn't make you fat. Right. It makes you lean. And, and I know. I wish fat was called something like else. power or energy or yeah, we should give it exciting. a new name. We we'll should. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and here's another thing that I think uh, is as much as uh, we're, you know, because I'm a huge animal activist, okay? Mm. I just can't stand anything being harmed or mistreated. And so I fight that as well, the, the mm. farming industry and paleo, there's a lot of meat eaters, mm -hmm. and, uh, same with keto. And where I'm get going with this is, you know, because of all the, um, all of the cruelty that I've been exposed to as um, a member, a longtime uh, Vanguard Society member of PETA, as a uh, huge supporter of Mercy for Animals, all these organizations that are trying to clean up the food industry, I'm pretty much vegan, with the, with the exception of, mm -hmm. uh, you know, salmon, uh, a wild salmon, which is hard to find, by the right, way. There's so is. much deception out there. Yeah. These restaurants all lie to you. Um, but what I'm getting at here is there's so many vegans mm -hmm. that, that, like me, are so such animal lovers mm -hmm. that we struggle with what to eat to get the proper amount of protein. Right. And so instead we eat a lot of these fake meats and these things I don't think are healthy for us. Mm -hmm. And so what recommendations would you give uh, as a former dietitian who yeah. walked away from it? I just, yeah. again, trailblazer <laughs> here, uh, Cassie Bajorque, she is amazing. Walked away from her, her years of schooling to get out there and educate you on what's what's really the right thing to do for your body, your mind, mm -hmm. and your spirit. And so, um, but vegans, you know, right. what should they eat? Because I feel like a lot of them eat junk foods because they just don't know what to eat. Yeah, and even just vegan in general, it's pretty heavy in carbs. So it's like we get a lot of those sugar cravings. And I used to be a vegetarian, so I can relate to not always feeling great because I was eating a lot of sugar and processed foods. I wasn't doing it the healthy way. I was a vegetarian yeah. for years too. Then I was yeah. a pescatarian. Okay. 
You yeah. know? Then, so, you know, what, what was it? Someone coined a phrase the other day, something about a, I'll think of it, something about a being a, they couldn't give up their cheese. So there's a cheat, they're a cheesitarian oh, yeah. or something like, like that. Yeah, there's so many forms, <laughs> I guess, right? I think the thing is you really want to focus on trying to get in some protein and some fat. So the protein's obviously, obviously a little bit tricky if you're not eating the animal proteins. Yeah. There's different protein powders. Um, yeah. And same with fat. I mean, like avocados, I think, are a great way I was gonna say to get avocados. in fat. I mean, even a couple a day, you can't really eat too many avocados. So that's a great way to get in healthy fat, you know, vegan, vegetarian and friendly. Yeah, and fiber. And it's a real food, unlike yeah. a lot of the processed snacks and things out there. Well, I Coconut said, oil, you know, too. Max, Max Lugavere is here. We, we had him on yeah, the air a couple of days great. ago. I think it was Monday. Um, this week has flown by. But, uh, he, you know, he wrote the uh, the book Brain uh, Genius Brain. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to remember. I don't have the book in front of me. But, okay, so on out of, out of the top ten foods, one of them was extra virgin olive oil. Olive oil, oil yeah. Of course, grass-fed and finished beef. Yep. Uh, wild uh, fish. Mm -hmm. um, kale. Mm -hmm. uh, blueberries. Chocolate, dark chocolate. Um, trying to visualize it: avocado, eggs, and I maybe a broccoli. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was either, it was, or just maybe just greens in general. But he was talking about the fat salad at the beginning of the day that well, you don't have to eat a traditional breakfast mm -hmm. food. Mm -hmm. You can have um, a bowl of greens with lots of extra virgin olive oil on top and feed your brain and your body um, really well first thing in the morning. Totally. So, yeah. And as a vegan yeah. uh, or vegetarian, I yeah. think those are important things to remember. Oh, totally. And for everyone, I mean, breakfast food doesn't have to be breakfast food. Like right. A lot of people say, well, I don't eat eggs or I don't like whatever the typical breakfast foods are. And it doesn't have to be that. It can be your dinner leftovers. It can be a smoothie. It can be a salad, whatever you want. But it's but it is important, I think, especially for keeping your metabolism boosted and for weight loss to start the day with breakfast. Yeah. I think that's kind of one of those things we've heard for so long. You know, it breaks your overnight fast. Uh -huh. That's what, you know, breakfast. And it's important because it does jumpstart your metabolism for the day. Um, so you should eat breakfast. Yeah. And some people don't because you know, for a lot of reasons, they're not hungry or whatever. But then what, and they'll say, when I eat breakfast, I get hungry a few hours later. And when I don't eat breakfast, I don't get hungry for a while. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is because since breakfast jumpstarts your metabolism, it's good to get hungry a few hours later. That means your body worked through the food you just gave it. So if you're not hungry, it means Thank your you metabolism hasn't me kicked in. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of one of those things that's like, oh, wait, yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. If you're not hungry, your metabolism's well, just super slow. Well, you're living for that. This girl is like... <laughs> She is so fit, Thank I can't you. even tell you. Um, you know what's really fun about that, and I appreciate that compliment. Um, I'm in like the best shape of my life, and I don't count calories. I don't, I'm not strict. I don't exercise don't all yourself. the time. I don't weigh myself. I love it. Um, we did do like a body fat testing at my gym the other day, and you I do zero. it once a, once a year. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I had, I, had, I had like gained a couple pounds from the year before, but my body fat, or uh, yeah, the body fat percentage, like the muscle was, there's more muscle there. So of course, like, you know, muscle does way more than fat. Right. But I think what's really neat is, that I don't feel like I have to be strict. And I used to, I used to always be, you know, just obsessed with thinking about my right. weight and thinking about dieting. And I think there's also something that when you let that go, there's like the stress that's released and stress. So we talked about this on our last live show, how stress can cause weight gain just Absolutely. because of bumping up cortisol. That's stress hormone. Yep. Well, that was what my, that's what my problem is. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, I think so many women right now, you know, eating disorders are on the rise. Right. They are right. on the rise because we're not getting, the education is not getting out there. Yeah. To these young girls that are lost like we once were. Yes. That didn't know what to do. What's yeah. the right way to exercise and eat? And, you mm -hmm. know, this is, this is a very educational podcast, what we're putting out right now. Well, and uh, I think the problem too is that the information we're being told doesn't necessarily work. 
I mean, if you go see a dietitian, I don't think all dietitians are bad by any means, but they might tell you to restrict your calories more or to eat less fat. And then you do that and it doesn't work. And then you feel like there's something wrong with you. And it's like this cycle that we get into and it makes us feel like a failure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, what, so are you, are you just like happy as a bird out here knowing uh, that you are an absolute, I keep going to it, but trailblazer, you're the first, pro, I think you're the first person ever, you have to be, mm -hmm. that walked away from their dietitian's license because you yeah. weren't going to follow the, their, their rules, which right. are giving out all the wrong advice to the American people. Right. I think, yeah, exactly. And to me, after, I'm kind of surprised I actually fought for that long, but I did want to try to make change from within the industry. So it was, it was tough for me because I worked so hard for it and I thought that license was important, but then ultimately it doesn't align with what I'm teaching. And I might have won. I could have kept fighting for it. I could have won. My attorneys were really good. We knew I wasn't in the wrong. But what a there was something just freeing about saying, you know what? It's not even a fight that I want to keep fighting because it's just not. I don't need this license to keep doing what I'm doing and I don't have to be boxed in at all. So now it's like I can keep teaching what I know to be true and what's helping people and I don't have to worry about it. Well, and, and you'll go to the highest level because of that. You will. Thank you. Thank you. Because our world is seeking truth. America is seeking yeah. the truth. Yeah. As you said, you're tired of corporations like yeah. McDonald's and Coca-Cola and Pepsi, yeah. um, you know, uh, controlling basically the American Dietetic Association and the American Medical Association. Yeah. I heard, I don't, I haven't seen it myself, but I heard if you go into the Cleveland Clinic, there's a McDonald's in the Cleveland I Clinic. I believe it. I do Ohio. believe it. I mean, it's right. just like, really? It's corrupt. It really is. And it's sad okay. to see that. So uh, I, I found the name of that book oh, that I, John Yudkin, uh, Pure White and Deadly. Right. Okay. okay. It was yep, a I book recognize that, that title. about sugar, trying to do yes. what we're doing right now. Uh, is educate people about sugar and fat and what yeah. the real story is. Yes. Um, and he was, he was, oh my gosh, he was treated so badly by people mm -hmm. and tried to defend himself and, and just ostracized basically mm -hmm. uh, for, for years only to realize that he was absolutely telling mm -hmm. the truth. Yeah. He's passed now. And mm -hmm. I almost feel like I ha we have this obligation to stand up for the work that he did. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that he kind of set the stage for people like me to yeah. move forward and do something similar. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He did. A trailblazer mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. and, and you're a woman on top of it. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, it's a powerful thing. It really is. And you know what's really cool, too? So our program our weight loss program is called Rule Breakers. And I always tell people, you've got to break these dieting rules that haven't been serving you. Right. You know, the, the, the you know, starve yourself and don't eat fat and count your calories and exercise more and all of those rules. And for me, it was almost like I had to buck the rules as well. Like, like it was a step of faith for me to surrender my license because, I mean, honestly, I didn't know what it would do for my business. I didn't know what it would do for my branding. Um, I was known as Dietitian Cassie, right. and I dropped that, and now you know it's Cassie.net is now where everything is. It was, it was like just a lot of changes because I had my identity wrapped into that license in a lot of ways. But I think in order for me to even be preaching the message I'm preaching about faith and stepping out and going against these rules, I had to do the same thing. Yeah. So it's almost like my way of saying to my following and our coaching clients, like, I've got to do this too. I've got to break, you know, lose the license that hasn't been serving me or anyone else to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it's so fabulous. Um, I, I remember the first time I said the word Monsanto on the air. <laughs> 
I was scared to death of them. Oh, I really yeah. was. Because you don't, and especially on terrestrial radio, I mean, you, mm -hmm. ha you, you just have to be really careful what right. you say, uh, what any kind of claims that you make. You're mm -hmm. so controlled. And I thought, oh my gosh, good God, I'm, I just said, I, I shook when I got off the air. Had like a, like a panic attack. Mm -hmm. And that's how powerful these big companies are, that they can instill that kind of fear, fear. in right. someone just trying to educate the American people. Mm -hmm. And I, I, like I said, kudos to you for, mm -hmm. for being brave enough because that's really what it took, bravery and courage for you to walk away from the status quo and say, I will not do what they want me to do any longer. Right, and I, you know, ever since I came out with that, I've had a lot of dietitians come up to me who are just scared, and they said, well, is this gonna happen to me, and what am I gonna do? Are they gonna come after me? And I don't know, I don't know what's gonna happen. I think I am kind of one of the first people that this has happened to. I think part of that reason is because of my platform, and you know, even back when they came after me, my grand was getting pretty big, and I was getting a lot of national publicity, and I was had a lot of influence, but the thing is, it, I think it just came down to following my heart and standing right. up for what I know is true. Like that's what I tell these other dietitians. It's the passion. Like, I couldn't teach this stuff that I don't believe in. Well, that's because you're so, honest. You're yeah, honest. I think honesty and integrity, those are my two top values. Yeah. And that's where we've got to start. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everyone needs to start there. Yeah. We're going to have to wrap this up. So the first <laughs> I don't podcast, want to. We could talk all day. I know we could. I just absolutely love you. Uh, well, it's thank so, you for it's so having good me to meet on. you in person and, and look each other in the eye and just have a candid conversation about this whole movement. Yeah. And uh, can't wait to be back on the air with you. So uh, thank you so much, for our listeners. You can. are just a joy, and I love seeing you in person. You're just like sparkly <laughs> and shining, and you know you can like feel it through the live radio. But seeing that, just seeing your face light up as you talk, it's so fun to be standing. I here love next what to you. I'm doing. I love what I'm I can doing, tell. and yeah. I love what you're doing. And uh, America needs it. So thank you so much, Cassie. Thank DeJour. you. All right, everyone. You know what? Uh, we will talk to you soon. Bye bye for now.